0: Welcome to Futures Focus, a fantasy baseball podcast centering around all the top prospects in the game, brought to you by Prospects 1500. And we are back, baby. We are heading into the 2024. Is that right, Nate? I, I can't, <laughs> I don't even Believe it anything. or not. Believe it or not. I think it is. I think yeah, it is. I think we're in back to the future. Um mm. We are heading into the 2024 season, and Prospects 1500 is back with Futures Focus. My name, Alex Sanchez. Nate Eckert here with me. We are back for season five or so of this podcast. Nate, this is what, your your second full season, I guess, maybe third? It is number two. Number two. Number two full season. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been a while. How are you doing, man? It's been a long time. Oh, I'm doing great.
1: Uh, thank you for asking Alex. Um, just been enjoying the off season. Uh, personal note, I won my uh, my big money uh, redraft uh, keeper league where we keep five keeps. And uh, it was pretty extraordinary. I gotta say. Um, I made a trade uh that cost me my first rounder coming into this year and I uh, made quite a few trades but they all ended up working out by the end of it I had uh Corbin Carroll, Ronald Acuña, uh Bobby Witt uh who Devers I mean you name it I had them and just rolled I think uh it was it was a head to head categories league and um pretty standard as far as the categories were concerned. But after I made the trade, basically the whole second half of that season, uh, including the playoffs, I lost three categories.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that well, you listed those names. Those guys, that's a pretty stacked team.
1: Yeah, (laughs) three categories. And I only lost them by like one or two. And so that was a uh, that was a lot of fun to say the least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's good to be back. We we took a long break here on the off season. Um, that wasn't, I guess, the plan per se. Um, but I think it's going to work out for the best. I'm I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling like even more than one episode a week as we uh, reach mm-hmm. the preseason here. Mm -hmm. I'm getting back into it. I mean, it really is football. Like once football's over, I just feel like I'm ready to go, you know, absolutely. Super Bowl's here. Of course. But I I feel like I'm just like, my weekends are open now (laughs) and (laughs) I'm just ready to go with baseball. So, um, yeah, we're back. Uh, what, what's on the agenda today is, uh, for the next couple of episodes, we're going to go over each division with the top 50 prospects. Now, uh, tuning in there uh, there's some changes to discuss with the way prospects 1500 is run if you remember our last episode which it turned out to be a good season finale i don't think we ever mentioned that it was the season finale because <laughs> i don't think we planned on it but our 100th episode great episode still great stuff to go over there but uh, scott came on and sort of said that there's some changes coming to prospects 1500 and one of the big ones here is sort of a group effort when it comes to these rankings. So no longer is one person in charge of rankings. But now we're having five, sometimes six people in charge of compiling their rankings. Top 50 still. The name still applies. But we're going to get, you know, five or six different opinions. And then sort of a consensus ranking for each team, which is unique. You don't see that too often. you know, you know, maybe MLB Pipeline has, I, I still think, don't don't they do their own? I think Mayo yeah, does half
1: in then yeah, so. I, I think so. I think so.
0: Yeah, doing a consensus here is pretty unique. You're getting guys that are all into it. I mean, Scott's doing a lot of these. Uh Adam Green, he made the announcement it was coming on on episode 100, so uh, his son also joining us into the writing. Um we have you know classic Tony BPS, uh <laughs> Jeremy May Tony on the I'm um, Yeah, so we got a lot of people uh, working together to get these lists there. So they're not gonna be, I think, as different as they have been in the past. Like if it it took one guy really liking a prospect, and then he was up, you know, high in the rankings, but you're not gonna see that as much. So it's a little bit more chalky, I think is a way to describe it without <laughs> a negative way of that. So you still have the influence of if a couple of guys really like somebody, they're gonna be pushed up. So it's definitely worth taking a trip down these Prospects, and we're doing the NL West today. So, you know, Padres, Dodgers are going to be pretty well covered. So, we won't have uh, the need for a guest or anybody on, but uh, it is something new. What do you think about that, Nate, and um, your thoughts moving forward on some of those changes? Yeah, I love it personally. um,
1: I I think it allows all of us uh, to do basically what we want to do, which will only improve the quality of our articles, um, of our social media posts. Uh, we won't be, I think pigeonholed is a bad, is a bad term, but we won't be restricted from, uh, talking about other players or writing about other players, um, in lieu of only talking about our allotted teams. So I I think that, uh, freedom is always a, a great thing. And for the creative the creative minds that we have. Um, I'm really looking forward to putting together some, some, some really great stuff. Um, some stuff that the readers should be looking forward to because now uh, yeah. we are no longer chained to one team. <laughs> we are now free, free yeah. at last. And I think that only. <laughs>
0: That's uh, a good point. I, I hadn't s- thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that in uh, in the way that you're sort of proposing that, but it is true. Um, I think one of the big appeals of the site is the consensus ranking we do overall, like with top mm-hmm. 200 prospects or so each time mm-hmm. we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this sort of matches that formula in a way, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And uh, it definitely does allow us to write about some other teams. Um, with the Padres, you know, I was and you were the Dodgers, of course. Uh, right. You know. You're lucky because the Dodgers were your favorite team. And so yeah. I'm sure you could always find something to write about. Um, right. The Padres are not my favorite team personally. <laughs> and so it did feel a little bit like a chore at times to find mm-hmm. something. and if I you know, because i'm I'm following them, but I'm following my favorite team first. And then the prospects in general because of dynasty teams that I have and then yes. the Padres. So well, I think I managed to do it okay. And that I didn't have any like crazy wrong takes. It does make it a little bit safer when everybody's sort of chipping out. And it has a passion about, you know, somebody else has a passion about Jackson Merrill because they got to see him. Um, or I'm here, you know, watching the the Quakes and the a Dodgers prospect that I'm I get to see in live. You know, I think that allows us to do a little bit better. So let's jump right into it here again. We're going to go over the NL West today, and we're going to start with the best team in the NL West. That is, of course, the Arizona Diamondbacks, because they went to the World Series. So
1: Unbelievable, right? No, it's okay. Hey, Corbin
0: Carroll, man. That was crazy. I love yeah. Corbin Carroll. <laughs> Needless to say. Yeah. So uh, I think what we'll do here is discuss the rankings of the top uh, couple that we have here so we'll give you the order in case you haven't checked out the article all these can be found on prospects 1500 they're all out and available right now to check out so this list was done by scotty tony bps craig bracken who we've had on as well adam green clint fast john dodge and jeremy may so that is six people seven people let's do some math alex seven Mm -hmm. people involved in this. so (laughs) Uh, right now, first episode, we have is tier the first, one, Jordan. The first episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> tier one is shortstop Jordan Lawler. In, in tier two, we have outfielder Drew Jones, followed by Tommy Troy, 2023 draft pick shortstop. That concludes tier two. We move on to tier three with Yumin Lin, a left handed pitcher. Uh, number five is Gino Groover. And number six, even, uh, Ivan Melendez. And uh, we'll continue on as we move forward. But I do want to discuss these guys in a little bit of detail to give everybody their fair share. So, Jordan Lawler, Tier 1, I agree with that. I'm, I'm sure you agree with that, too. We both are big fans of young shortstops. Jordan Lawler makes his debut last year. It wasn't the greatest debut. However, seeing this kid live, I have seen him live. And he just knows what he's doing, I think, is the best way to describe hmm. what I saw from him. Just a ball player. He's going to be fine. I don't care about that 31 at bat call up in September. Um, you're getting a lot of speed from this guy. You're going to get some power, probably reverse those as he gets a little bit more mature. So something like a 1530 this year, maybe maybe 15 is a little aggressive, but uh, definitely a speedster. the The only issue here with Lawler is, is the playing time. With the Diamondbacks and, you know, Geraldo Perdomo, who I guess technically is an all-star, um, <laughs> that's the guy that he sort of has to dislodge. I don't think it's going to be that difficult. But, again, if there's struggles and he you know, needs to be sent down, I think that could potentially happen. But definitely, um, for me, a top, uh, top 10-ish. I'd I say definitely easy top 15 prospect in baseball. Um, what are your thoughts on Jordan Lawler's shortstop?
1: Yeah, I agree. Top 15 for sure. Um I also agree that it, go ahead and throw out the cup of coffee that he that he put together last year uh in the bigs. I mean, come on. 14 games, 31 at bats. This team was going to the World Series. Lawler has flown through. I mean, out of out of high school. He was drafted in 2021 in the first round, 6th overall. So, That was only three years ago now, almost three years. It doesn't feel like three years. It feels more like two. But because he's only had two full seasons of pro baseball under his belt, and in that second full season, he ended up making his debut as a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old. So, I mean, if we thought that he was going to make an impact and do it like on the same level that they were hitting because remember them or remember uh last year at the end of the season once Arizona caught fire they I mean it was really hard to uh to maintain a regular spot on that roster so uh I look at Lawler's body of work and I love everything that I've seen thus far. Like you said, Alex, he's got a lot of speed. He's got good pop. Um, he's got a really good feel for the barrel. Uh, he barrels balls up and it makes a lot of hard contact. And whether or not he, I think he'll stick at shortstop. He may move over to third after a while, but that's that's a far ways away. So you're looking at, at a shortstop maybe second base, who knows, Um, with the potential. I don't think 15 homers is aggressive, Alex. I think 25 is aggressive, Uh, but again, that all kind of is based on how many at-bats he gets at the the major league level. I don't know that he makes the team outright right out of spring. Um, He may need, you know, like a month, something like that to catch fire. And then, Uh, I hope that he continues to catch fire because I feel like Lawler is one of those players that's going to need that that um, that incoming confidence as opposed to last year where he struggled right off the bat.
0: Agreed. I don't think we need to talk about uh, too much Jordan Lawler. If you're listening to this podcast, you know, he's a uh, very high elite prospect and very, very close to the big leagues. Uh, two other guys though, to discuss, I think that some people probably need to get some information about at least your opinion, my opinion. Um, and we have them at number two, number three, tier two. They're the only two players in tier two. I think I agree with them. Um, I don't know about the order though. So I'm curious to think, uh, Tommy Troy, Drew Jones. Um, you know, we have Drew Jones at number two, Tommy Troy at number three. What do you think about that order? Would you change them up? Do you think they're tier two? Um, give me your thoughts on those two guys really quickly. Yeah, um,
1: I I I agree with you, Alex. I think Troy should probably be number two, only because Jones's uh, experience at the pro level is so minute. I mean, he's only had what is it? Uh, let's see here. 41 games under his belt. Now, I know he was hurt a lot of the time, but Troy uh, was a performer at Stanford, um, had a lot of experience, came out of the gate last year, uh, smoking the ball, had an 843 OPS, four bombs, nine steals. So, uh, and, that's a, and he also had a 374 on base percentage. So uh, I would put Troy ahead of Jones only because I haven't seen it yet from Jones at the pro level. Um, Of course, his ceiling is very high, but right now I think Troy is a little bit better than Jones.
0: So I agree with you. I would put Troy ahead of Drew Jones, but here's the thing. I think that there is a sizable gap. I do think they're tier two prospects. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're very far behind Jordan Lawler. I'm mm-hmm. not breaking the bank to go get Drew Jones, and I'm also not breaking, breaking the bank to get Troy, uh, Tommy Troy. He, you know, he's a good player. Though, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, and I think you're absolutely right that um, he he deserves to be number two. He reminds me, though, of another. Let's see if you can get this another Diamondbacks shortstop prospect who was kind of good at everything but not Stephen Drew. Ah, uh, no, not Stephen Drew. Oh, no. Um, no, um, I don't think you're going to get it because he never played for them, really. But Oh, OK. Uh, but a right. Yeah. Who was he traded to? Uh, well, that would give it away. But okay. <laughs> he, was <laughs> <traded> to, <laughs> he was traded to the Braves. Oh, uh, Grisham. Not quite Grisham. Grisham was always it's Dansby. He reminds me of kind of a Dansby. Song, ah, yes, you're, you're going to get. Pump. You know, you're not going to get an elite batting average. You're not going to get elite stolen bases. You're not going to get elite power. But this guy is going to probably play 150 games each year, and he is good at everything. Um, He's sort of at his ceiling right now with what you're going to get. Not a lot of room for growth. But, you know, Dansby was a uh, he's been a productive, very productive player. For many he years, has. even if we've had he a couple has. of up and downs throughout the year. But you would certainly take Danzy Swanson's like eight year career um, in a heartbeat in a dynasty league. Where Drew Jones also reminds me of a Braves prospect, um, <laughs> not as charming as one, a guy that you know he's going to make the big <laughs> leagues because of his defense. Let's see if you can get oh, this guy.
1: Yeah, Kristen Pache. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pache, exactly. So I'm a little worried about that. Um, the thing is, Pache had a very short leash in comparison to what I think Drew Jones is going to have. Yeah. Um, they both got to the big leagues, or they both probably will get to the big leagues with their defense. Um, but Drew is going to give every chance to succeed because he's, you know, they, I mean, they, he's such a high pick, right? That oh, yeah. they've so much invested with him. So and the name and everything. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to get a lot longer leash. So I do think like he can produce. But I do get Christian Pache vibes from him in terms of like he's got so much skills, but he's just never going to put it together. So um, yeah. <laughs> I take a chance on him, though, because like you said, you said it right. Forty one games or whatever. Yeah. He and he just uh, hasn't had about, enough. You just yeah. don't know, you know, Andrew but is kid. Like, that's enough. Really? Exactly. On.
1: <laughs> I would love to see uh, just, you know, a healthy season from him. and then take it from there like in last year's first year players draft i think that was last year's when jones was available
0: Or was that no
1: i'm sorry was it yes last year
0: yeah yes this year i mean i don't last year's draft this year's first player draft if you're in leagues i guess
1: yeah so yeah um i would have taken him uh if if i had that high of a pick i didn't but only because his ceiling is, is so high, you know, but we just haven't seen anything from him yet. So,
0: yeah. And then like, you're going to see this all the time because it was so close between him and Jackson holiday and Jackson mm-hmm. holiday is so much clearer of a guy that people are going to just be down on drew Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's, yeah. he's worth a gamble on because you, you're going to get him for cheap. Probably if he, if he's going to blow up, Right and become a superstar. This is the cheapest you can ever. Absolutely, get. yeah, absolutely. Because say he comes out, has a good first month
1: this yeah. year. Oh my God, his, Over. his oh yeah, his <laughs> his stock is gonna go sky high as it should. But yeah. yeah, your your
0: best bet is to get Drew Jones right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. After that, we have the tier three. Um. To be honest, I you know I don't know. What do you think about Human Lynn? I actually think he's probably closer to Tommy Troy and Drew Jones than those two are to Jordan Lawler. Is that too crazy to think of? I really like Human Lynn. No, I don't think it's too crazy. I I think that they they did a good job of
1: separating Jones and Troy and then putting uh Human immediately after them but also putting him in at tier 3. Um I like him too. I just I'm not like bonkers over him, you know, yeah,
0: uh, you're right, so the, the ceiling's pretty low. We're talking about mm-hmm. a a five foot eleven one sixty lefty that throws ninety miles per hour, so I suppose the ceiling's not great, but the pitchability certainly is there right now as well. um yes, what about um Gino, Gro- uh, Gino Grover, I kind of like this guy, too. Uh, you know, we, we have a, him written up as a high contact hitter with good power. Um, coming out of North Carolina State, uh, second round of the 2023 draft. Um, what are your thoughts on Gino? Um, pretty, You know, five is pretty aggressive for for this guy. Um, I don't know if you're going to see him as high. I don't know what he is on pipeline, but I, I feel like that's pretty high, but I'm kind of okay with it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, compared to the rest of the crew that the that the Diamondbacks have, um, I, maybe I would put A.J. Vukovic a little bit higher up mm. there. Uh, I like Jack Hurley a lot also. Groover, um, you know, he's young. He was drafted this year, or last year, whatever you want to call it, 2023 in the second round. And uh, he's got he's got good hands and a really good hit tool. Um Let's see, his OPS was eh, 743 in his cup of coffee. He got, well, wasn't, actually, it was a pretty big cup of coffee. He had 27 games, played 99 at-bats. But again, it's his first year, so there's only so much you can do and say about it. However, he was promoted all the way up to single A advance, so that says something that they're confident in him. And they signed him for, what was it? Uh, It was exactly at the slot, 1.783 mil. So uh, he reminds me of like a Cam Collier type where you're going to get really good bat-to-ball skills. um, uh, And he's going to be a hitter no matter what. I don't think that he's going to be running. I don't think he's going to be fielding a whole lot. He's going to be a corner infielder. Uh, either first or third, and I think he's going to hit well.
0: And then, if we were talking about this system a few years ago, Christian Robinson would definitely be discussed. (laughs) He was the number one Mm -hmm. prospect. Uh, I think even on our lists a few years ago, um, obviously Mm -hmm. had some legal troubles. It seems to be behind him now, Um, Mm -hmm. just so everybody kind of knows. He got all the way up to double-A last year. Hitting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, around the 270s. If you want to average them all out, up to about uh, 14 homers and 20 something, 20 plus stolen bases. As a now he's 22 years old right now. Um, what do you think about Robinson and uh, his future going forward? <clears throat>
1: what I <clears throat> what I know is that Robinson, a lot like uh, Drew Jones. Can be bought for not a whole lot, unless you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> um, because in my opinion, Robinson's Robinson's tools uh, were and and I believe still are. Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt. They're there. They are still there. Um, and his talent will never be in question. His ceiling. Is probably pretty close to Andrew Jones. I mean, I'm sorry, Drew Jones (laughs) and um, 23, 22. I mean, come on. This guy has been a prospect for what feels like a decade, right? But he goes through some legal stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and he came. It looks like he's come back out on top. I mean, he had last year through four levels, 283 average, uh, 382 on base percentage, which is really nice to see. Because with Robinson, the biggest when he was younger, the big the big question was, will he be able to make enough contact? Well, the 382 on base percentage, <laughs> there you go. Uh, 914 OPS, uh, like you said, Alex. 14 bombs, 23 steals. So we still got a little athleticism left in them. So hey, you know, you could give away, say, like, uh, I don't know, if you were if you were fat in pitching, like uh, Frank Mazacato or mm-hmm. uh, some young gun uh, for Robinson, and you could really, really make out if. Everything goes according to plan. Uh, you could really make out with a with a monster here
0: after that, uh, I think some of the names we've sort of mentioned in passing are worth just a quick mention again. Uh, Ivan Melendez, huge power is he gonna hit enough? um i like I kind of like to invest in these guys. I feel like power gets you to the big league, so it's it's not it's not something I would pay a lot for, but um, he's an interesting name. You mentioned Jack Hurley, who is sort of a toolsy outfielder. There's actually a lot of these guys in the coming weeks that you may not have um, heard about prior to this last season. But all of a sudden, you take a look at their stats and, and stuff like that. And you're gonna, there's a lot of these tooled up outfielders that are getting into double A right now. But uh, Jack Hurley reminds me of a lot of those guys um, that we'll be talking about. You mentioned A.J. Vukovic, who again seems to be around, has been around forever. Yeah. Uh, Forever. His, yeah, he's coming up close. Um, after that, there's some other major league guys that are interesting: Dominic Fletcher and uh, who's the other ML? Bryce Jarvis, Justin Martinez, guys that have already made their debut. And um, so, anybody else that kind of catches your eyes that I haven't <clears> mentioned, <throat> that just a quick sentence or two. Sure. I like Tristan English. Uh, He went to college at Georgia Tech. He's
1: now 26, but last year he really put it all together. 300 average, 390 on base percentage, uh, 548 slug. Uh, That's over 387 at-bats where he put up 23 bombs, uh, 93 ribs, and let's say a 1-2 to to walk-to-strikeout ratio. Not bad.
0: Yeah, good call. Um, yeah, not, not the it's not the deepest system, little top heavy. Um, a couple of guys there, but um, you know what? I was thinking about this earlier today. It does sort of remind me of what the it's like the Orioles light if you kind of think about it. Right? They have like an elite prospect on the rise. They're already sort of a World Series contender. Yep. and uh, there's a couple other guys that are going to be helping up real quick with uh, some other guys and i don't know where they're all going to play is another issue too because <laughs> this just kind of reminds yeah. me a little bit of the orioles so it's good to be a diamondbacks fan bad to be a dodgers fan but hey let's go talk about the dodgers <laughs> after the break we're going to take a take a short break here mm. and uh we'll be right back discussing the rest of the nl west top 50 process And we are back discussing NL West Top 50 Prospects. We are moving on to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, Nate, I know that's your area of expertise, so I'm going to go ahead and sort of give you the floor here just to give you an idea of where we're at with Prospects 1500 because, if I'm not mistaken, um, you actually didn't have a say in the rankings here with that. Is that right?
1: No, I, for I did not. Yeah. They, they, I, uh, they put it together, and uh, after, when I asked about it, uh, Scott said, "Actually, Nate, I'm sorry. We've already we've already got it ready to to uh, publish." Yeah. So I was a few days late, um, but that doesn't mean uh, that I haven't been paying very close attention, and uh, that also doesn't mean that I'm not excited for our brand new 2024 prospect uh <laughs> farm system
0: yeah yeah no it's it's uh it's interesting to see your take on it i actually like i think in the future i'm going to definitely have a say in it but i did want to see what other people thought and to be honest it wasn't far off from mine at least my padres because i didn't have uh i didn't put my rankings in for the Padres either but it was really close to what i i thought so yeah um yes. just in, in case you haven't read the list here uh, we have like uh fake prospect number 1 here <laughs> in yamamoto <laughs> for the dodgers we don't need to talk about him uh, well i guess we could talk about him we will we will, oh, yeah. we will, we will. people yeah, will want to, to learn about him yeah. sure yes. for sure so he is number 1 um in tier 1 all by himself in tier 2 uh, Dalton Rushing, followed by Andy Pahez, Josue Paula, Diego Cartaya, make up Tier 2. Um, tier 3 did have Michael Bush. Unfortunately, <laughs> he no longer is in the system. Well, not unfortunately for him. He's not been waiting unf- to get out of it.
1: Not unfortunately. Yeah. And we um, did well. Gavin,
0: we did yeah. well. But we'll get into yeah. that. Yeah. Gavin, Gavin Stone at 7. Nick Frasso at 8. Kyle Hurt at 9. Three of my favorite underrated pitching prospects you can get for cheap uh, uh trey sweeney Landon knack and uh yeah i mean might as well go all the way here joe andreve uh, vargas and river ryan uh close out tier three so uh first of all anything that uh, stands out to you as something that you may have uh disagree with or you, is this list look pretty good for you they did a, <clears throat> they did a good job um I was
1: I was a little not a little I was a lot disappointed with Gavin Stone last year. I hope he turns things around um, his stuff is incredible and he looked like the next great thing but now he's 25 and if he puts together another season of subpar uh, stuff you know it's gonna start he's gonna start getting older faster and I don't want to see that. I know the Dodgers do not want to see that. Um, and I don't I don't think that um I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm I'm concerned a bit about stone. Um with that said, however, the rest of our pitching, our prospects at least, um they look quite good uh, what is not mentioned in this article and I would I want to share with everyone is that uh Jackson Ferris the former um let's see here first rounder I believe or second rounder from the Cubs circa 2022 um one second here sorry excuse me yes
0: 2020 20 second 47th overall pick from the Cubs
1: there uh, he is lefty. thank you much thank you much um six so or lefty by the way yeah six4 lefty uh he's pretty darn uh projectable comes from img uh, academy which in my opinion is like a juco team or like maybe a d2 squad Uh, they're that good at developing young uh, studs i mean if you go to img in high school uh, i'll sign you up on my team for sure um he's only 20 years old last year was his first Uh, taste of professional baseball because he had Tommy John coming into the draft. Um, The Cubs still took him and uh, signed him for uh, right over $3 million. So uh, they believed in him. And the Dodgers made that trade for Michael Bush and uh, one other prospect. And Ferris now is coming on over to the Dodgers. So what I love about Ferris is that he's 6'4", 195. He's polished. He's got a fantastic fastball, which you don't usually hear about with these really projectable um, lefties. Usually it's like they're breaking stuff that gets all the credit, perhaps, the change up. But with Ferris, he has a, uh, a great – fastball and it rises from that six four arm slot that he has it's it's nice and flat but the but the uh the fastball has a nice rise to it so um he also has a hammer 12 to 6 curveball that he loves to throw and he has a developing changeup that has good late fade now last year in his first um his first taste of pro ball uh, 338 era 56 innings only 35 hits gave up one solo home run I don't know if it was a solo shot or not but it was one single singular home run last year uh 77 strikeouts over 56 innings with a an opponent's average of 179 and a whip of one two one now, There's a comp that MLB Pipeline gives, and that's Blake Snell, except Ferris has better stuff and is perhaps more polished than Snell at this point in his career. I love that comp. Absolutely adore that comp. Um, And I think Ferris is only going to get better now that he's with the Dodgers. Um, The Cubs aren't exactly known for, you know— their pitching pro, their pitching development so go ahead alex i'm sorry
0: no um it was a, a solo home run i just happened to ha no kidding yeah <laughs> well, he gave up one run and it was a home run in his august 9th start anyway uh it just makes me sound super smart that i i happen to know that right now yes it um does. now he was traded for michael bush essentially yes. i mean there was there was um Almonte was going in that deal and uh so, so here hope is the other guy but mm-hmm. um it, to me uh well yeah well I already said it so to me I, I do think that he fits in nicely where Michael Bush was on our list at number six
1: mm-hmm. um
0: to be honest I would have Gavin Stone a little bit higher than this mm-hmm. I think it's a, a fantastic buy low opportunity on Gavin Stone finished the year strong. Um, I still love that change up back to, we've had this discussion. Like I, I, a good changeup just m- tied me up in knots and ended my baseball career. So I, <laughs> I have a soft spot for that. And he has one of the best in the minor leagues. I just feel like he's going to figure it out. I would take him ahead of like most of these guys, to be honest, uh, definitely ahead of the DePaula, and Cartaya. I don't know if I would take him ahead of rushing, I'm um, certainly not Yamamoto, but um, what do you think about putting in Ferris for Michael Bush at number six? I love that. Um, I'd
1: actually. Well, no, Cartier is a little too young and double A always has a bit of a, um Uh, what's the word a bit of wiggle room that some some I think yes thank you that's exactly what I'm looking for so um yeah I like Ferris at six a lot I think Ferris uh other than Yamamoto Yamamoto could very well be their best pitching prospect right now And, uh, that's really exciting because we all know that Michael Bush was never going to get a chance to be an everyday player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And, you know, thank God he got to go to the Cubs because now he'll be able to really show his stuff. And he is, let's not get it twisted. This guy is a bona fide stud. So I think in the end, it was a win-win for both teams because the Dodgers you know, we could project Ferris into being like a potential number two ceiling, um, maybe even a number one, if we're getting crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. Bush gets to go to uh, to Chicago and uh, you know show his stuff off. So I, I think it's a great deal, and it only improved our overall system it's hard to take away from such a great hitter but because he wasn't going to get a a shot with us at the big league level I love this I love this trade
0: so let's move up to tier one and go to uh, Yoshibo Yamamoto the the Japanese in that we got to have a very nice Preview in the World Baseball Classic where I think a lot of people got to see just how good he is. I think there's no doubt he's – I mean, he's, it's so unfair to call him a prospect. I guess the only question that <laughs> remains um, is where do you take him in your first-year player drafts? And I know the generic answer, oh, it depends on your team and everything like that. But <laughs> let's throw that all out the window right now. Uh, I don't think, I don't think you're taking Langford. Uh, – you're not taking him over Langford. I I you agree with that? Uh I don't know man honestly
1: I I don't wow. know. I love, yeah. I love I love I love Langford. I really do. Um but Yamamoto is
0: filthy. So anyway, I'm taking Langford every day of the week for sure. Are you taking no Langford no number no matter one what overall my, then? The build of my team is yeah. Is that way Number so you're thinking about Island? it basically. Yeah, it sounds like if you if you are going for it this year you're going which it's hard to get the number 1 pick in a draft where you're also going to go for it the next year so I don't know how relevant that is. Um, right. But yeah. Um yeah, I think Wyatt Langford's like you have to take him. Oh, I, I right thought the I'm right there
1: with you as far as okay. this Langford is concerned. I love yeah. Wyatt Lang. Everything about him. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, everybody does. He's, love. he's the hot yeah, thing right now. He's, so he's it really beast. does. It does come down to uh, Dylan Cruz or Yamamoto. What do you think about that? I would take Yamamoto over Cruz. I think I'd still take Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I guess it depends on sort of who you like next. But uh, Skins or Yamamoto? Ooh, <laughs> Chihuahua Um. Yeah, again,
1: Yeah, that you got to start looking at your team and, and such because really it's a coin toss. I mean, really and truly. Um, I hope that Pittsburgh doesn't uh, rush him because that's, you know, what everybody wants them to do. Um, but he's the best pitching prospect out of college since Steven Strasburg v, yeah. you know, <clears throat> uh, Yamamoto. So, yeah. Um, but Yamamoto, if you don't mind, Alex, I could just explain a little bit to everyone out there if they if they aren't um, too well read up on them or whatever. If you happen to have one of the top three or four picks in your uh, first year player draft coming up, um, this is what you would be getting. Uh, Yamamoto is he is undersized. Um by today's MLB standards, but it's 5'10", 176 pounds. But with that, he's very athletic. He's very strong uh, in his frame and he's got uh, a very powerful uh, arsenal. He throws a fastball that will live right around 95, 96. He can get it up to 99 and his uh, delivery is effortless i'm talking like doesn't even look like he's going to throw the ball past 60 miles an hour it looks that easy and then the ball just explodes off of his hand um everything moves he commands everything in every quadrant that you could that you could possibly imagine um and that's just his fastball His his best secondary is without question uh, his splitter. It goes 88 to 91 uh, and it drops right off the table or it could drop a little off the table or it can do whatever he wants it to do. And what I have written down here in my notes is that he could be like a strikeout pitcher only because his stuff is that good, but – I like him more as what Kodai Senga ended up finding out halfway through the season last year—that is, you can induce weak contact, either you know, be it a pop fly or a ground out for you know, out number three, and find yourself walking back into the dugout all the same. So it's going to be interesting to see if he tries overpowering all these hitters or if he tries to, um, you know, get a lot of weak contact. Um, On top of the disgusting splitter, he has a 76 to 78 mile an hour curve. Uh, It's a hammer. He throws it uh, 12 to six with incredible amount of spin. And then um, last but not least, he has a low 90s cutter slash uh, small slider. That he can spot anywhere he wants. So, uh, just imagine somebody who <clears throat> has these four above average, above average pitches. With, in my opinion, his best secondary, his best secondary is his best pitch. That's that splitter. Uh, I think a lot of hitters are going to get tied up because he can mm-hmm. throw yeah. that curveball to lefties and righties. Um, and he's just got a really good feel for pitching, period.
0: I, I really like him a lot. All right. Fair enough. I think that you're probably convincing me that he should go number two overall. I think mm-hmm. that you take Langford um, Yeah. and then Yamamoto. Yep. And if you wanted to take Cruz, I wouldn't get mad at you. If you wanted to take right. Skeens, I wouldn't get mad at you. Skeens is so fun. I think he's going to yeah. be great, too. He's a monster.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So um my favorite thing to do, and this is unrelated to the Dodgers, but is to get the 5th or 6th pick in drafts and do mm-hmm. what you can. Um so I did a trade where I uh I moved from 11 to 7 and I gave up like Starling Marte as well. Mm. Um just because I think any of these top 6 or 7 guys I'll be very very happy with. Yeah. Mm. After that, I think there's a big drop off of like the, after the first seven is where I'm like. yeah. Oh, there's
1: a and, big drop off. and keep in mind, just for everyone out there, that this this year's draft, this year's uh, first year players draft is is going to be enormous. Just like the 2023 draft was, period, because of uh, the covid year where yeah. they only had five total rounds when they typically have. What is it? 50 or 40, something like that. Some ridiculous number. I think it's 30, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, All of those players who were in college were then awarded another three years of eligibility because of that. And then the high schoolers who weren't drafted, of course, ended up going to college and uh, got the seasoning that they need. So, um very exciting stuff for this upcoming draft
0: yeah, and we'll have a we'll have a whole episode on that as well um Ooh, can't wait, yeah, because you're absolutely right, like the amount of high schoolers when it comes to this is 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 very low. I mean you have Jenkins and you have mm-hmm. Clark. Max Clark was the other big one, yeah. But, I mean, the, there's a bunch of just crazy good guys that are, like, so... Like, Wyatt Langford's basically going to be up right away. Mm-hmm. And Paul Skeen's going to be right up away. Dylan Cruz is probably going to be up away. So, mm-hmm. good stuff um, to go over um, at a later podcast. But let's get back mm-hmm. to the Dodgers here and finish them off so we can kind of move yeah. on to these other teams. So, For yeah, sure. Yamamoto, not not really a prospect but it's going to be great right away so yeah. if you want to treat him like one he's definitely elite i agree there's no other tier 1 players anymore the system is good like there's no doubt the dodgers know what they're doing but i'm not as excited as i have been um for this system i think diego cartaya which you mentioned his uh, progress is you know not going exactly how he hoped he had a kind of a, a yeah disaster <laughs> yes a ter- um, terrible 2023 yeah. still like him a lot though um Paula yeah. also had a lot of hype kind of kind of didn't show us the power we were looking for despite the build and and stuff like that and yeah so a little bit of a disappointing here um, Andy Paez is sort of like the lone remaining guy that didn't get a chance to come up, and is, you know, I still like him. I think he's going to be a, a decent contributor. Dalton Rushing, we have uh, we've talked about him a bit on this podcast as well. Another uh, oh, yeah. catcher-ish player. We're probably going <laughs> to move off yeah. of that for some time. Um, I mean, there's so many guys to just talk about you can't go wrong with just investing in these guys because they seem to all make it up. And then if not, they sort of turn into Ryan Pepeo and get traded to another team where they're going to play or Michael Bush. And all right. of a sudden now those two guys, their stock is up even higher than they were with the Dodgers. So
1: absolutely.
0: It, it it does make sense to invest in these guys in and buy low, I think is a good idea as well. Um, Is there anybody else that just speaks to you? I think we got to do some uh, justice to the other teams we're gonna sure. <laughs> get, um which is fair i mean i get it
1: but just real quick uh regarding uh depala alex um he started the season last year's first taste of full season ball as a 17 year old uh he ended up hitting 284 and his on-base percentage was 396 no he did not show the power that we had expected but for an 18 year old in full season baseball for the first time in his life um that was he played in 74 games last year the year before that in the rookie league he played in 53 games as a 16 year old or 17 year old when the when the season began so you know what my my saying is and that is the power will come yeah, if you've got, if you've, you've got the frame and you've got the bat the ball skills and you've got everything that points to you making good contact, hard contact, they will teach you how to loft the ball. Believe you me. And he's only going to get stronger. Let's not forget that he is 18 years old. So, um, I think the Paula's ceiling is still sky high, like rocket, like rocket, the uh, different galaxy high. Um, but yeah, he didn't have the power, which, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think he'll it'll come for sure.
0: All right, let's move on here to the Padres, uh, you know, sort of my area of expertise on mm-hmm, um, the Padres mm-hmm. system. All of a sudden, to me, is getting to be pretty exciting. Uh, they obviously mm-hmm. had a disaster in the major league level last year, did not go according to plan. <laughs> you know, Juan Soto mm-hmm. is out. Uh, many others were also mm-hmm. uh, dealt uh, and uh, in come a couple of guys and some uh, others took some big steps. I think that was a key to the Padre system was guys taking remarkable steps uh, to become legitimate prospects. When we talk about Graham Pauly, we talk about Jacob Marcy. Um, these are I mean, Samuel Zavala as well. Guys t- they, that I you know, was hoping would take the next step actually did take the next step. Perhaps no better of an example than Ethan Salas, who is number one. <laughs> uh, Uh, A 17-year-old catcher in double-A, which is (laughs) a sentence I never thought I would say. Um, He is in tier one. Following him at tier two is Jackson Merrill. Um, Number three, Robbie Snelling, a left-handed pitcher. Number four, Drew Thorpe, the right-hander that comes over from the Yankees in the Juan Soto deal. Uh, Right-handed pitcher Dylan Lesko comes in at number five, a guy that is coming off of injury. And finally, we got to see him a little bit in 2023. Um, We have in tier three, Samuel Zavala, followed by Iro Ariarte, Jacob Marcy, Graham Pauly, Dylan Head, former. um, Your boy. uh, Yeah. Dylan Head, a former uh, son of a major leaguer. Randy Vasquez also coming over in the Yankees deal at number 11. So. Um, first of all, the thing that sticks out to me is Jackson Merrill being in tier two. Yeah. Uh, You know, Scott did this write up and said he's borderline on the website. And to be honest, I do agree with that. Um, there's days where I'll wake up and I'll say he's definitely tier one. And then there's days where I'm like, you know what, is he ever going to be an all-star? I don't know. Um, (laughs) but at the end of the day, the progress that he's been making is giving me very, very high hopes that he will be a very uh, all-star-ish type of player. The power finally came. If you read any of the write-ups that I did since 2021, I was just always waiting for the power. And in 2023, (laughs) 15 home runs while maintaining a decent average um, certainly is encouraging. The thing is, fantasy-wise, it's sort of like that Tommy Troy we were talking about in Mm -hmm. that. You no, know, I don't think 30 homers, definitely not 30 stolen bases, He's probably not a 300 hitter, but he's not going to do anything poorly. And when this team gets going, you know, the runs should be there. It just should be a nice player. Um, and I bet that's an all-star once or twice. So to me, a tier one player, I do agree. Ethan Salas is like turning into <laughs> this generational talent right in front of our mm-hmm. eyes, which is really fun to see. Uh, Again, fantasy-wise, though, if he stays at catcher, I'm not as excited. Um, And I think he's so good behind the plate that he might stay behind catcher for a long time. You know, a lot of catchers, uh, they come up, Bryce Harper, Carlos Delgado. These guys were catchers to start, and then obviously they got off of it and became megastars. I Mm -hmm. don't know if that's happening with Salas. I think he's going to probably stay there. Um, and yeah. play, and play, which makes his fantasy profile a little less encouraging in terms of like, I'm going to shell out everything I can to get him. Um, but you just don't see 17 year olds in double a, like ever, <laughs> let alone catchers. I mean, I think what, what is it? Adrian Beltre is the last one to do that. Uh, so he, he just got of- elected yeah. into the hall of fame. Yeah. So you, you just have to go ahead and jump on the train here. Um, the ETA isn't even a problem. I think in my write up, bro, he might not see him until 2030. But like, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> which makes okay, so that makes it he would that would be like when he's 21, right? Yeah, There's, no, I know
1: that's what that's why I'm laughing because it's yeah. it's crazy. It's just it's nuts because when you did yeah. that write up, he was 16, and yeah. it really wasn't that big of a. I mean, that was pretty accurate. But yeah. now we're looking. What next
0: year, yeah, next year, <laughs> what? so you know you have to you have to put him. I mean, this just doesn't happen. You're gonna look silly, like I would rather put him in tier one at this point than not put him in tier one and then have yeah. him just become a mega star because, like nobody can ever fault you for putting him in tier one right now.
1: no <laughs> so, absolutely absolutely, so not.
0: those two I would probably have Marilyn and Salas after that, um, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, Snelling, Thorpe, and Lesko are good Tier 2-ish players. Mm-hmm. Probably Zavala would get in Tier 2 for me as well, if I'm being honest. And then after mm-hmm. that, I do like, I, you know, I like Graham Pauly a lot. He he reminds me of, you know, we talked about Hurley for the Diamondbacks. There's a couple other guys mm-hmm. that I'm going to mention in the coming weeks. Jacob Melton, Blake Dunn. These are guys that just blew up and, mm-hmm. and were not even close to top 300 guys <laughs> um, overall. And now, you know, Graham Pauly's is fringe top 100
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know if you take a look 23 homers 22 stolen bases all the way up to double a um just does everything really really well 308 average just the stud at third base so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to be honest i, I like graham paulie a little bit more than uh, a few of those other guys i might even put him in tier two so um mm-hmm. drew thorpe another guy don't get crazy with thorpe just you know i think when you get traded for these superstars People get excited and they're like, well, he's got to be great. And I do think that he's good. The ceiling isn't high with the Drew Thorpe, but the floor is very high. So take that for what you will. He's probably debuting this year as well. Um, Robbie Snelling is the guy you probably want to go for with a pitcher in this organization. As a 20-year-old lefty, Um, he's made huge strides and uh, very excited to to see what he does. Um, Other than that, you know. Um, after, after kind of the grand poly, I think it does drop off a little bit. I'm not super excited about, uh, tier four with, you know, Martarella and Mazor and Bush junior, uh, Aggie Rosario. Um, so no, not, not, worth getting into too much detail there, but, um, anything else you want to mention? I kind of flew through the Padres there to give us a chance to talk about these last two teams, but, um, yeah. it's an exciting season now and uh you know there's some guys here for sure oh absolutely um
1: I I love Robbie Snelling and uh Dylan Lesko I I love both of those guys uh Snelling especially just because he's such a big bodied lefty 6'3 210 um and he came out of high school in 2022 and last year Um, He made it all the way up to double A where he uh, made four starts and had a 156 ERA, a 190 uh, opponent's average with uh, 17 and a third innings pitched, 19 strikeouts. His whip and his control is a little, it leaves a little to be, um, you know, desired, but uh, again, he's 20. And last year was his first full season as a pro. So um, I love, I, I like Robbie Snellian a lot. And Lesko also got his first taste of base pro baseball last year um, coming off of all sorts of different injuries. And you can't really look at his, uh, his year long numbers because they're not that great. But um, toward the end of last season, for example, his second to last start, he went five innings, only gave up one hit, had nine Ks. Did have three walks, but um, you could see how nasty his stuff actually is. Um, so he's an exciting young right-handed pitcher also for the Padres. And I hate it. I hate it okay. so much because, you know, I hate the Padres. But their pitching, their pitching prospects with uh, Snelling, Lesko, Thorpe. I like uh, uh, Mazur also, or uh, Mazur. So there's a lot of things to be excited about if you're a Padres fan. If you're a Dodgers
0: fan, uh, you hate every last word that I just got Mm -hmm. done saying. Now, another name we should mention that you will not find on our list here at Prospects 1500. This came out trying to find the date here that this came out. Uh, January 4th, and this guy signed January 15th, and that's Leo DeVries. He is yeah. a 17-year-old shortstop that uh, signed for 4.2 million dollars, and yeah. he is uh, a very, very highly thought-of international prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, some claiming one of the, you know, best out of the last couple of mm-hmm. years uh, mm-hmm. overall. So he has a long way to go. So did Ethan Salas, though, however. And so (laughs) remember, the Padres Padres have done really well in this area in the last couple of years. So do not be afraid to jump on him in first-year player drafts this year. So, you know, don't take him over Matt Shaw and Tommy Troy and even Max Clark and those types of guys. But after that, like, you know, at at 12, 13, 14, I Mm -hmm. bet you he falls in a majority of leagues – and you'll have to wait but I would much rather have him than a lot of the other guys that people are going to uh, probably pick ahead of him so be on the lookout if you're in the teens for that name Leo DeVries uh, shortstop 17 years old we have you know there's no stats or anything yet but a guy that certainly has potential Roderick Arias kind of he jumps out to me as a guy that like had a lot of hype and then kind of You know, people forgot about him and, you know, he's kind of making his way up top 100 charts right now. We'll get to him when we get to the Yankees, but uh, definitely a name we should mention. And uh, that kind of wraps up the Padres. So let's move on to uh, the
1: Colorado Rockies.
0: Let's go. Oh, the the Rockies. Rockies.
1: Oh, that's right. The Rockies.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) of course. Of course, the Rockies were always going to appeal to me as a prospector when you can tell me that half of their games are going to be played at Coors Field. It's it's just so tempting to go after that, and yet we haven't really seen it uh, play out in the last couple of years. So, oh. Oh, well, forever it means. Um, you know, this list uh, that, you, again, you can find on Prospects 1500. No Tier 1 players. I think... Think Oof. there's some people out there that might put uh, Adele Almador in that tier. I'm not super on board having him in tier one. I could be convinced for sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. When what's the last tier one prospect for the Rockies that's panned out? I mean, I guess that's the question, right?
1: <sighs> Todd Helton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, if you're going to, if you're on the fence, then you almost by default have to lean to tier two. <laughs> and so I get that. Um, so Adele yeah. Almodor shortstop comes in at number one on our rankings. Um, Yankeel Fernandez comes in at number two power hitting outfielder, uh, number three, Sterling Thompson, one of those guys, uh, five tool outfielders that is going to be a, a big theme here going on the next couple of weeks. Comes in at number three. We move to tier three, which is Chase DeLander, Jordan Beck, and Zach Veen at four, five, six. Uh, Diane Jorge at number seven. Hunter Goodman, a catcher, kind of, at number eight. And then Benny Montgomery, who is everybody's (laughs) darling, at number nine, uh, Mm. rounds out tier three. So, uh, first of all, your thoughts on the system, uh, the tiers, and kind of the order that you – there,
1: yeah, um with the Rockies, you know, it's tough, right? I mean, if, in order to win, you have to pitch, and it just seems impossible for any pitcher to ever have any sort of actual career in Colorado, which really starts to beg the question like, I mean. I watch a lot of Dodgers games and every time they go to Colorado, I see maybe, I don't know, 5,000, 8,000 people in the stands. Now I could be mistaken, but it just feels like that stadium, which is enormous, by the way, I've been there. It's huge. It just feels like it's, it's empty. Like almost every time I watch games there and It's hard. It's really hard when you just can't pitch. So with that said, we're not going to be talking about very many pitchers going forward. I mean, Benny Montgomery used to be a two way, uh, but they're definitely sticking him with the with the offense. Um, They did take Chase Dolander in the 2023 MLB draft. Um, I was there in Seattle when he was taken. Now, he wasn't along with a lot of the players last year this year whatever um he wasn't there and my question was going to be for him how excited were you before the draft and how excited if that's even the word to use are you now that you are a rocky (laughs) but (laughs) jesus lo and behold lo and behold he wasn't there so i couldn't ask him uh But I'm sure he's listening now. So, Chase, how are you feeling about the old Rocky Coors Field, uh, you know, dichotomy? Um, Can't be feeling too good about it. But if anybody's got the stuff to, uh, you know, just maul his way through, it would be Tolander. I mean, that guy's, he's filthy. But again... Who knows what's going to happen? You know who I do like a lot, and I like the uh, the little seventh ranking here, is Dion Jorge, um, Cuban defector. He's 20 years old. Um, he is 6'3", 170, um, but he's going to add muscle. He's Cuban. I mean, how many Cuban baseball players can you name that don't eventually end up growing into power? Uh, he's 20 years old, probably said that three times already. Um, and last year he hit 306 with a 375 on base percentage, which was the most encouraging stat for me because when you're 6'3 and you're 20 years old, you usually don't have the greatest hand eye coordination. But this kid obviously does because he's good enough to stick at short uh, fielding wise. And so long as he comes, you know, he comes along mature uh, physically in his maturity. I don't see any reason why this kid can't be the next big uh, thing for Colorado at shortstop. Um, I know that that's pretty crowded there. But, you know, so long as you can hit, you, you'll you'll get up there eventually and, and get a spot. So. Um, I think the guys did a really good job on the rankings. Uh, Benny Montgomery, I'm surprised to see is only 21 years old now. Still, again, another kid that feels like he's been in there forever, um, but he's only 21, so you know he could still figure things out. Another one is Drew Romo, who I was big on before. Still, I'm 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 a believer in Romo. I don't think he's going to be like a perennial All Star or anything, but I think he could be an above average starter um dean is obviously the biggest question mark for me i mean his on base percentage last year was 309 uh i i just don't know what to make of it other than the fact that when certain players hit double a it's like just this wall made of diamond you can't even you know you can't even begin to imagine breaking through it and i do veen has had a lot of double a at bats going back to two years ago and he just has not broken through and hasn't even come close to it so um we'll see how all this goes now he's hurt also so uh that can't help um But apparently he's supposed to be fully healthy for spring training. So
0: we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Veen has been uh, seemingly a different prototype of player every year for the last couple of years. So he's he's quite interesting to see. Um, Jordan Beck, I think, is another guy that uh, is very alluring for fantasy. Um, He's... Superpower, good defensive outfielder which you need to be in course you can't be a plotter which makes me a little nervous about fernandez um mm. but with the, mm. the d8 certainly can be in, in mm. something but um Balance. you know you gotta you gotta catch some ground out there in the in the outfield so um here's another guy that sort of just caught my attention recently he's number 12 on the list um he had a debut last year of I don't know what about 50 games or so, seven home runs, 13 stolen bases, can play all over the infield and outfield, and hit uh, 340, 350 in the debut. That's Cole Carrig. He is a 2023 draft e 65th overall, a guy that um, is quite interesting, uh, switch hitter as well. I'm. Uh, very interested in this guy. I'm uh-huh. um, getting to know him the last couple of days here as I've kind of gotten down. He's super arm as well as the, in the infield. Hit triple digits on throws from the infield um, and the outfield. So, Ooh. like, this guy can literally do everything on the diamond. And uh, he's he's quite exciting. So, um, I wouldn't forget about him as well in your first-year player drafts in, in you know the low 20s. You could probably snag mm-hmm. him up there. Maybe it um, falls to you. But, uh, yeah, I think you, you hit most of the things. I'm not going to be in, investing in deep prospects in the Colorado Rockies anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Until, until I'm getting uh, proven wrong. It just hasn't worked out. No offense to, you know. Um, Jaden Hill. Yeah. Who is uh Sean Bouchard is another guy that came up. And uh, who is the, the other guy? I don't know. There's been a lot of guys that are, like, good for a second. And then just sort of yeah hamson mcmahon um mcmahon is it mcmahon ryan mcmahon right? yeah McMahon, um, Yeah. Ryan and rogers like these guys just get okay and then they're just never good so i'm not going to yeah. worry about you know after probably to be honest after five or six <laughs> <in this system laughs> that that <I'm> <laughs> so uh um, let's go ahead and try to uh, you know giants right i know you don't like the Giants. yeah
1: good old giants
0: my wife is a Giants fan, so I I, I don't want to uh yes, she is. I don't want she's from there, so I don't want oh. to uh stiff them, but we are kind of running low on time here. So let's go <laughs> ahead and jump through uh the Giants here and I'll go ahead. Yes. And, oh, our ad is playing on our website. How about that? Stop
1: it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Don't mind there's, the ads,
1: everybody. <laughs> there's our
0: ad on our website that just started playing. <laughs> <It's> never <laughs> happened to me once ever <laughs> Okay. well i guess sprays hymns whatever that is all right they're they're sponsoring the podcast <laughs> I'm trying to click on, Wait, but the a, ad is up? like forcing me yes yes to, yes to click on this what is this happening okay oh Jeez. scott scott's getting paid under the table <laughs> obviously <laughs> literally never had this problem okay there we go all right well there you go giants that's your oh you're playing again <laughs> look at that what is happening They're trying to close on the giants giant. i can't get to them it's the okay, giants I have to, go to, I have to go to the other side okay i got it all right so uh that, that, you know, no one's listening at this point anyway but uh <laughs> tier one tier one is kyle harrison you know what everybody's so on board this kyle harrison tree i'm still not putting them in tier one yet but, <laughs> Um, Tier 2, Carson uh, Weisenheim. Jung-Hoo Lee comes in at number 3, another international site. It's going to be so interesting in these first-year player drafts because Mm. I guarantee Mm. you there's one guy in your league that's going to have like Mm. the 5th or 6th pick. And Mm -hmm. he's going to pick either Lee or he's going to pick Imanga or... What, those are the and then you know yamamoto will be gone but one of those guys is going to pick those two because they're ready to go in the mm-hmm. big leagues right now and they're going to pass on guys that are going to be better down the line so mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: just that's going to happen don't do that okay um because you know lee and imanga are just kind of above average players at best mm-hmm. but, right I'm wrong. um after that, uh Rainier Arias at number th- uh, four in tier three, Marco Luciano. Uh, number five. <laughs>
1: you're your very favorite, Alex.
0: You know, we both have loved him for a while. Bryce
1: Eldridge. Oh, oh guy, don't 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 group me you, in there with you, you on don't, that. You Marco never liked Luciano? Luciano? Come
0: on. Uh,
1: uh, no. still like
0: him too. Um labeled as a shortstop still. I find that interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> we getting crazy here at the end. Okay, so Bryce yes, Eldridge, one of the uh, two-way players, quite interesting in number six. Reggie Crawford, at uh, another two-way player at number another seven.
1: Another two-way. Mm-hmm. They love
0: their two-way players. Uh, Grant do. McCray, been around forever, it seems like, is number eight. Walker Martin, mm-hmm. um, who I really like. I think he might deserve good name. to hire. Um, yeah, good, name. good baseball name there. Um Hayden Birdsong, if we're talking about good names, that's a cool name.
1: even better. Um, even better. Name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh Birdsong at number ten is actually a bit low. Mason Black at eleven and Wade Meckler at twelve, an outfielder. After that, it's it's, it's there's really is not a lot to discuss. It's the Giants. It's like
1: it's, the, it's the Giants. It's,
0: yeah. So uh what do you think? Kyle Harrison, is he tier one for you? Let's go quickly on this. He is, he is. He is.
1: Uh he was he was one of the pitchers that brought me home the championship and that uh, the aforementioned league I uh, was talking about that I won. Uh, I picked him up uh, probably a couple of weeks uh, before the championship. And he came through with a, a very pivotal start for me. So uh, I, I'm, I was a believer on Harrison before the. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> I was. Yeah.
0: I like, them. you know, in the ballpark, the ballpark helps and you get to, you know, also, oh, yeah, for sure. San Diego and LA, two other guests, ballpark. Yes. So, um, certainly I understand it. I get it. Um, yeah. And then Wisenhunt, I think that's, a, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know enough about him. What do you think about Carson Wisenhunt? I just feel like I would rather have Luciano still. I'd rather Ooh, have, I love. Um, maybe I wouldn't Walker Martin maybe, but so maybe he isn't too far down, but you, you like him. I love Carson Weisenhunt. Yeah. Um, Came out of SC. All he did
1: last year was, I mean, dominate. 58 and two thirds with 83 strikeouts. I mean, uh, 102 whip. And uh, I think there's a really good chance that this kid ends up being like a a legit number two and and probably right behind Harrison at number one. I, I like him a lot. Two lefties, one and two which I hate being a Dodgers fan I do not look forward to seeing those two once they are uh, applicable so <laughs> uh, and they're, they're both ready, very like, talented
0: you know, yes they're, exactly. they're very very close so I get I get liking that for sure so I'll have to dive into Wisenhunt a little bit more he just kind of has slipped through the cracks for he's me He's got a great guys, he's
1: know. got a great change up fantastic yeah. oh, change arguably
0: the best change up uh, in uh, the minors Left-handed change-ups. I think I, I would like that. So um, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jung-Hoo Lee, we saw him a little bit in the um, WBC. You know, uh, six years, $113 million. No joke. So he's going to get lots of playing time. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, if I'm being honest, I don't know a ton about perhaps what, what to expect with him. Looking at his... Uh, KBO, which again, that's, it's not it's the Japanese league. So we got to be a little bit careful here. And these mm-hmm. players are kind of, yes, we've had some studs. Don't get me wrong. Um, high on base percentage guy. You're looking at, you know, maybe 15 homers, maybe 10 stolen bases, I think. And kind of like a good on base percentage guy. So I don't know if you're excited about him. Um, for like first year players. probably a bunch of other guys ahead of him, but.
1: Pro- probably a better, much better real life baseball player than fantasy.
0: Yeah. Um, which still which sums so,
1: kind of up the Giants, you know.
0: Yeah, I know. You're right. Absolutely. It's it's just hard to hit for power at this part. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, really it's like hard.
1: 50 degrees in um, July.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I really like Bryce Eldridge. I think that, yeah, you know, so the two way stuff or not. Uh, it's kind of exciting. So he's a guy that I would kind of, you know, if there's a guy that can do it, it's, you know, besides Otani, it's, it might be Eldridge. I think he has the best chance to actually like get away with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Walker Martin. I also like quite a bit. I, you know, I would take, would you take Walker Martin or Jung Hu Lee in a first year player draft? What do you think? I'd take, I would take Martin. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then. You know Grant McCray, I've, I've always kind of liked. He's he's filling out. He's getting some power. Um, he's a very slow progression up to the big <laughs> leagues. You no, know, he's mm-hmm. going to be in Double A probably for the majority of this year. Um, seems like he's taking a full season at each level, but he's doing all right at each level. Striking out a little bit yeah. too much for a guy that doesn't have yeah. like superpower. But you know, bunch of okay guys here. I don't know, that like fantasy wise, I'm not really investing in anybody besides Harrison and probably now wise and hunt. I, I probably need to get on board with that, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out and spend even for Eldridge or McCray or any of these guys, um, because I just don't see fantasy written over these, even Hayden bird song. Like he could be a bullpen guy. There's just not well, a lot Eldridge, of fantasy.
1: Eldridge is available uh, in the first year player
0: draft this year. Correct. Correct. So would you take Eldridge or Walker Martin? Ooh, I'd probably take Eldridge. I like his power.
1: Um, he just seems like a better athlete. And like you said, uh, in in our league, in the Zhao Dynasty, <clears throat> um, like, for example, when uh, one of our fellow uh, owners drafted Shohei, he got the full Monty. He got the offense and the defense. Yeah. So in our league – Eldridge would be quite valuable if he indeed ended up being a true
0: pl- uh, two-way player. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I just can't bet on that. So I, I my point no, is I wouldn't no. invest like a top 10 or 15 pick on him. No. Um, you know, he's a second round first year player guy. Yeah. Somebody that you could probably snag um, in that 15, round. Pretty easily. I mean, this yeah. is a deep draft. I can't wait to go Huge. over this because I'm looking at, you know, if I'm at, like I said earlier, and we'll finish with this for the podcast, like if I'm one through six, I'm happy because no matter who yeah. I'm getting, Langford, Yamamoto, Jenkins, Skeens, Cruz, Shaw, Matt, Shaw, Cubs, S- studs, I'm stoked, stoked about all that. Then oh, yeah. if you tell me, okay, back half of the draft, you're going to get wall troy uh Tommy Troy Max Clark DeVries, Kyle teal, um Colt Emerson love, love I'm teal. all good with that, so like any first round pick is just legit money because you know somebody's gonna do something stupid and like pick <laughs> you, you know john it. Lee, Lee like, uh-huh. yeah um, and, exactly. and then in the second round that's we still haven't you know Aiden miller, noble Meyer mm-hmm. Arjun Ramallah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. George Lombard, jr. Bryce yep. Eldridge, Cole Kerrig, who we just mentioned, Dylan Head, Walker Martin. Martin, yep. Uh, Nolan Schnoll, who, uh, by the way, has big league <laughs> experience for the Angels. Yeah, by the get. way. <laughs> uh, Lander, we talked about. Um, you know, first, second, I mean, go get a second round pick. Go get somebody. So, uh, in my, I have one right now. I'm going to go accept it. Uh, Ty France, you know, Ty France yeah. for two second round picks. Boom, done I'm gonna go do that. It's, it's, yeah I'm gonna do that too good idea yeah. good thinking Alex so get second round picks right now because they're gonna Absolutely. Then people are gonna fall too you're telling me in some leagues like Colt Emerson isn't gonna just fall to the second round for whatever reason like it's just random name I don't think he should but obviously but like right. one of the, but he you know, will yeah somebody he could will. he very well could anyway we'll get into that that's the preview. Um, let's go ahead and uh, let the listeners go on with their day. They don't need to spend the entire <laughs> day with us, but we're excited to be back. So we're sorry we it, it we ran are. a little long today. Uh, oh my God, it ran long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, appreciate if you listen to this entire thing so far, sorry again for the Giants making you listen to all the <laughs> other teams you hate first in order to get to our team but we're back and we're still figuring things out so we'll get our timing back just like in the spring training yeah. games you know we don't come out first game and, and feel ready but <laughs> we're there to go nate's good to have you back this is futures focus Likewise. my name's alex sanchez we'll be back as uh, soon as possible to continue on with uh, the nl central nl east and the rest of the divisions uh top 50 for prospects 1500 so uh stay tuned we'll see you soon